everybody. Welcome to another sparkling and sexy edition of uh, Sex and Other Human Activities. That's what this program is called. I am <laughs> Had to think about it for uh, a bit, I didn't did. You? I was like, which one are we doing? It's we do we do now, you and I do Marcus Parks. Uh, you That's and me, me, me being Sarah Benengaza, we do four podcasts together now that we do we do we it's a whole lot so it could be anything it, it could be a, the general advice podcast that we do that's launching soon it could be uh, family hour with auntie sarah over there on breakthrough radio it could be abe lincoln's top hat which we do with ben kissel also available on the itunes mm-hmm. it could be which is about politics it could be any but no this is sex and other human activities and man did we have fun this weekend we had oh, a shit. oh it was such good times we had this the saturday night last saturday night uh, marcus put together this amazing launch party for his new website coming very soon cavecomedyradio.com yes and, and within the ne- i mean I, I hope that this episode will be actually launched on cavecomedyradio.com if it's not the next episode will be on the next episode definitely will be keep checking that space everybody so um yeah and of course we'll always be on your itunes and itunes is a special place to be so marcus threw this incredible big ass party which included it was it was about god what would it was here at, at the creek in the cave um hence cave comedy radio it's a creek lic.com here in beautiful long island city queens which is right on the water right on the east river facing uh ye old manhattan it's a really neat place it's a really a cool part of the city that more and more people are starting to explore Explore. And so here we are right near the museum, Metro- the Museum of Modern Arts PS1, mm-hmm. which is its funky art space. They took over many years ago a public school here in Long Island City, an abandoned public school, and they converted it into this crazy art museum. There's a lot of art stuff here. Uh, right very close by is Silver Cup Studios, where they shoot Gossip Girl, and they shoot 30 Rock, and they shoot other shows. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on in, in this part of the city. And, and of course, the coolest being... Uh, the what we do right here, yeah. which is sex and other human activities. So we had a really great time, a really fun party. What were the other podcasts? There was Sex and Other Human Activities. We did 10 Minutes Live. Mm-hmm. Packed house. Amazing crowd. Drunk as fuck. Really excited. Um, sex and Other Human Activities. Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Uh, the Roundtable of Gentlemen, of course. Devil's Advocate. Middle Relief. Uh, last podcast on the left. Uh, and, of course, you know, this wonderful, wonderful show. Yeah, so it was really Which great. I loved. I, I, that, was, that was one of my best moments on stage. You ever. got to... Marcus talks about putting a butt plug in his on. asshole. And the crowd <laughs> went nuts. I thought that I had talked about that before have i not talked about that on this on this program well you've i don't remember you talking about it and i know that you've certainly never spoken about it in front of a crowd at least not in front of a crowd (laughs) i've been in the crowd went nuts yes it was about i don't know how many people like a hundred people i'd say somewhere around something like that who just were packed into the space and who just lost it that 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 was enough for them they couldn't take it anymore they went crazy so it's really fun and um and and that show will be on cavecomedyradio.com soon so you can get a taste of that yeah that that'll be uh definitely that will be available so uh so we talk about of course, sex and other human activities, and we. I got an email today from a first-time listener, which, uh, of course, Marcus and I got an email from a guy, a dude named Lance, and Lance wrote, "Hi, Sarah, first-time writer, just finished listening to six hours or so of your blog. I, I think he means that he listened to our podcast. Of course, I don't know anyone. If you can listen to a blog, then uh, yeah, you're working on you're a different magical Lance synesthesia. Are you an elf? <laughs> Are you some sort of a of a brownie or a pixie?" <laughs> Some sort of, uh, are you a Dybbuk? 
what are you? What otherworldly creature are you that you can listen to a blog? Uh, loved it. Well, we appreciate that. But please do not venture into geography. That was painful to listen to. But the beauty of it was that it was still funny despite the pain I was in. Oh, I am not a teenager and I'm not English. I love you. Lance, I understand that you you didn't like that we were talking about. We had a, we had gotten a letter from a girl who's from... Uh, was that, no, we didn't even talk about that. That was on a different podcast. Yeah, that was on a totally different I don't know show. what he was listening to. He didn't like our geography. Well, Lance, you're from another planet because you couldn't... I don't even think you were... Li- <laughs> Lance, you weren't even listening to us. You were listening to, according to your own words, you were listening to six hours of our blog. <laughs> so... Uh, maybe on the the blog that you were listening to, there were geographic errors, but on the podcast, I think things are going pretty well. Yeah. yeah just, but really Lance, seriously, good. thank you very, very much for listening to the program. And that's uh, that's cool. I guess he spent, you know, maybe he spent all day at work just going through episodes. You can go to sarahbenincasa.wordpress.com. Uh, uh, Not the most exciting destination in the world, but you can go there if for some reason you hate iTunes um, or you just don't have the iTunes, which I didn't have for a long time. So, hey. So, uh, check this out. Ah, this is a good one. Now, this one is a uh, man. This is a, this is pretty damn heavy. I sent this to people at work. Really, I'm, I'm freelancing full time at a website that's launching soon, and I'm I'm excited about that. It's it's pretty interesting, and I'm writing a lot about books and interviewing authors and really full on book nerding out. And so this had nothing to do with work. Yes, but I a few people at work at my coworkers. I was like, dude, look, like, what would you do? And I sent I sent it to my friend Margaret at work. Um, and I think I sent it to I sent it to uh, another friend. So really, I just sent it to my friend Margaret at work. But I sent it to some other friends, and I was like, "What would you do?" Just because I was wondering what their input would be. So this came in at, at about noon today, and I sent it right off to Marcus. I was like, "Holy shit!" Um, hi, Sarah and Marcus, and insert guest name here. Our guest today is ourselves. Yes. Um, first off, like anyone who's got two brain cells to rub together, I love your sex and other human activities podcast. Thank you. Oh, that is so nice of you. And you know, we're gonna call. We're going to call this guy Bobby. Bobby? <laughs> As in searching for Bobby Fisher. You can call him Bobby Briggs. Oh, uh, wow. We're going to call him Bobby. And I'm just realizing that, like, I think, God, my skirt is just, like, open. Jesus. I hope everyone enjoyed looking at my kooka today at work because I'm just <laughs> looking at it and I'm like, whoa, that is an open skirt. All right. Anyway, um, he says, my only complaint is that you need to make more of them more quickly. Too long to wait between episodes. Ah, well, you know, we do one a week and we thank you for that. But if, if somebody wants to, uh, to, to throw us some scratch, we don't ask for a lot. Nah. But, you know, if somebody wants to, if you're interested, you're listening and you like it and you're interested in, in being a sponsor for the show, trust me, we will make it more than worth your while. Yes. And uh, you could email me, Sarah, at sarahbenincasa.com about that. I mean, we love the free swag. We've gotten some cool stuff from bluefly.com. And um, I believe we're going to get some stuff from uh, a sex toy company soon, which is very nice. Yeah. But we could, you know what? It, it would it would help us out because we do this for free and for fun. And Marcus edits, edits it for free and for fun. And, um, um, so it's not like we think that, you know, I mean, look, we're not saving lives here, but it's pretty fucking fun. So if you're into it and, you know, you you own a company or you have a small business, maybe you got a blog you just want us to promote for you. Uh, let's talk about it. Trust me, you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I, you know, maybe you can't, but I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah. I'm pretty sure because right now, uh, right now, no one is doing it. So you could be the first and it would be a good time. Yes. So Sarah at SarahBenicasa.com if you're interested in sponsoring. And then if you if you sponsor... Then maybe we could kick it up to two times a week. That'd be great. That'd be fun. 
All right, so Bobby's story. Or if you just want to send us a check, eat. Yeah. Just send us a check. Just that's fine. If you just if you like us once a week and you're like, fuck it, I want to subsidize your you know spinach eating costs. I literally do order a lot of spinach here. Just you eat more spinach than anyone I know. I eat so much of it. I have tons of it at home, and I love. Oh, I fucking love spinach. It's so good. I'm good. Okay. Here's my story from Bobby. A little over a month ago, my wife came out to me that she's gay. Hello? Ugh. First of all... Punch ha- in the gut. Da- I mean, lead with the strong stuff. Jesus. <laughs> Up until now, we've had a happy 11-year marriage. Well, I would say that you have had a happy 11-year marriage. She probably, because she was going through her own internal turmoil, I would imagine that periodically throughout the years, she hasn't been so happy. But apparently, it's been happy enough on the surface. We have two great kids, nine and eight years old, Irish twins, and are managing to remain friends while we make the transition from married life to being single, difficult as that is. Now, I got to pause here. Bobby, you are a month in, so recognize that I I believe that you're probably still in a certain degree of shock. Absolutely in shock. Hell, I've been three-year just plain-ass relationships, and a month afterwards, I was fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But six months after... Oh, hello. That's whenever it really starts. Hell, even like, three months after. Three months. That's a three month three mark. Three months like, after. What? Wait till you know she starts going on dates, or, or you know, wait till you move apart. Like which we'll get to. I mean, that's. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm still dealing with you know aftermath of of, of past relationships for sure. Me it's, too. It's, it's hard. It clouds your judgment about the future. Like, it just takes time. So you're a month in, but I'm really going to caution you on... I feel like you, Bobby, you want to make everything okay because you're a good guy and you love this woman. You guys love your kids. You probably are great parents together. You're probably great team members, and I think that can continue. But I just want to caution you about making big pronouncements. I, I would really take it one day at a time because it's going to be a while before it's okay. before you're okay with, like... The situation. You're going to go through some phases. You're going to go through the different kind of. You'll go through a grieving process. Look up um, Elizabeth Kubler Ross's Stages of Grief. She wrote a book called On Death and Dying. That's really a classic of of the genre. <laughs> Dr. Elizabeth Kubler Ross, and it, it's about when you hear people say that you know you go through anger and denial and all that sh- stuff. That comes from her from her research. And it's very true. The last uh, big relationship breakup that I had, I went through all of that stuff, and it really helped to understand those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, it's especially really the helpful. anger part. Man, whenever I was going through the anger thing, like, I hated women mm-hmm. in general. Just like, I mean, I just like just went off on this like whole tirade where I, I just hated every woman that I that I saw. Just went on this complete and total backlash. And, and you know. And so you hell. probably saw your girlfriend's face in, in all of their faces in a sense. You you yeah. had been hurt so badly by a member of this particular tribe. Oh, yeah. It's like how some people, you know, develop aversions to certain races or cultures. <laughs> you know, like uh, like you know, like how grand racist ass grandparents will be like, one time a black man sold me a bum carpet. <laughs> but like Marcus being like young and very smart and cosmopolitan and understanding the process of the human heart like you know probably you understood that you hated them for a while but you know you were going to get over it eventually yes and whereas I, racist grandparents don't get that no they're and still it, mad about the it's carpet. very possible that bobby here might de- i mean will definitely go through that type of thing oh especially I mean, when the women start coming around the house taking yeah. his wife on dates and he doesn't get to watch <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's not, you know, it's like... Um, Something he's got to be careful about. Yeah, and yeah. when his wife falls in love, like, that's going to be really hard. Yeah. All right, so I'm, 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 I'm taking so long to get through it. There's just so much to talk about. All right, so here we go. We haven't figured out our future living situation yet, but we're currently living in the house we rented when we moved at the beginning of the year. All right, I'm sure the lease isn't up yet. We want to stay in close proximity to each other in order to give the kids a stable family situation. You know what? That's awesome. Perfect. No matter what happens... And I've never been married, nor have I ever had children. But, like, my impression, one thing that I learned from my best friend Catherine growing up, I mean, her parents, um, shout out to her mom, Shannon, what up, girl? Um, You know, her parents had their problems. I mean, they got divorced. Yeah. But, like, one thing she said to me when we were in college and we first met that made a big impression on me was she said that her parents always like met her together at the airport mm. you know they pre- they presented a united front even if behind the scenes i'm sure they someone's wanted to punch each other yeah like they present you know they got divorced i think when she was like 10 so they and they both you know went through other relationships got married etc cetera, etc cetera. but at least to her they presented the united front now if, there's plenty of time for you to find out when you're older if your parents really didn't get along during those years. And you don't have to be fake. No. You don't have to be... I mean, like, I don't think she ever was under the impression that they were BFFs or something. It was just she just knew that they both... What was presented to her was that they both loved her equally and would an, be there for her no matter what. It's an air of civility mm-hmm. that I think every divorced... All, all divorced parents should have. Yeah. You know? I mean, my, I mean, I, I gotta say, my parents aren't divorced. So I can't say with authority, this is how what a kid feels like. All I can go go off as like friends of mine because most hell most of the people i know that i know uh their parents are divorced as yeah. well like you know that's just that's the our way generation. it is now. That's, that's our, our generation that's yeah. our generation most i think out of the high school class that i graduated with uh there's i think my parents and maybe one other mm-hmm. that is still together everyone else all divorced parents um and i think the one thing that i always saw that i always appreciated you know you always had those friends whose parents just absolutely fucking hated each other mm-hmm. but there's also other parents who you know still hate each other but were civil like how that's been in in my own family that i've seen like parents you know that that, that just hated each other uh but were still uh Civil to each other in front of the kids and mm-hmm. for the kids, you know, and I think that's the best thing you can do. Like so-and-so may have cheated on so-and-so and that fucking sucks. And it's real hard to you don't need to hide that from the children. But one thing you can do is just say and I mean, I feel like uh, I feel a little bit ridiculous giving this advice. But one thing you can do is just say, like, no matter what our our disagreements are, like, we both love you very much. Yes. And you can say that. Even if the other parent's a shitty parent, because here's the thing. The kid's going to figure it out eventually. If the other parent is a crap parent, like, say you're the mom and you're doing your job right. And you're being there when you can. And the dad is just a checked out asshole. Like, if you say to the kid, you know what, we both love you. and that, And you leave it at that. And the kid's like, why aren't you more like, dad, dad lets me smoke crack in the house and, you know, <laughs> fuck the babysitter. Like, when, you know, when the kid's young, the kid's going to think that's cool. But when the kid's older, and I've heard this from numerous kids, where they're like, you know, my, I had the, when I was younger, my parent, I had the cool parent who let me do whatever I wanted. But now that I'm older, I'm so fucking grateful for, like, the way my grandma was. My yeah. grandma who really raised me. Or my mom who was tough. Or my dad who was tough. Like, that's the only way I got any discipline. And now, I've even heard people say that about their step-parents. Like, I have a friend who's yeah. like, you know what? I hated my stepmom growing up, but she taught me how to cook and clean. And now I can be an adult because she taught me how to make a home. 
and you know my my real mom was just like crazy and fucked up and she'd let me have parties and you know do ecstasy in the house she's like now my real mom is a burden on me my stepmom and I get along because we understand each other let me tell you this parents your children are not your fucking friends no do not try to be their buddies no you're you are their parents like they are not your fucking friends, no matter how much you think that you're, you know, being a cool. Oh, I'm still raising a cool kid, you know. At least, at least if I let them smoke pot here, they're not out there doing it. It's like, no, you're being a bad parent. Like, yeah, you're, like you're, you're being a very bad parent. Don't try to be the cool mom. Like, be the. I mean, no. I learned when I was a teacher, I was the cool teacher because I would let kids do whatever they wanted, short of d- actually dealing drugs in my classroom. Like when that shit happened, I mm. flipped out on the kids, and I think they felt really bad because I made them cry in front of their moms and the <laughs> principal. But like, I was just so angry because I was like, I let you. I'm so lax with you, and you abused my trust and my. You know, my understanding for you and you abuse that trust by taking it way too far to the point where you endangered, like, my ability to teach and and I have to bring, like, in your parents and, like, I was really mad. And look, and that was, I think, justified and it went over fine. I think it sent the right message to my boss, to the kids, to their parents. But looking back, like, why did they feel like they could do that? Because I didn't set. I'm fucking 23 years old, but I didn't, (laughs) uh, you know, with like 17 year olds, but it's because I did not set the proper tone. If I had set the proper boundaries, those kids would not have tried that shit in my class. But so it's not my fault that they did it, but it is my fault that I didn't set the proper tone there. And I think that's like important as a parent too. So, so getting back to our gentleman, of course, of course, yes, we went off on a a bit of a tangent there, but, but. but good tangent and you know we do sex produces kids right and and other human activities include parenting yes and so we are (laughs) fully on point uh with with the mission of our show but i think bobby like one thing to remember is that when you and your wife your lovely lesbian wife do get divorced and do live in separate places um just kind of keep that in mind and like look at think about Think about kids that you know, not necessarily about your family, but think about the people you know, how they were raised, and I'm sure you know some people whose parents were divorced. Like, just kind of think about that and look at that, and don't try to be the cool dad. If it becomes a, if God forbid, it becomes a competitive thing with your wife and your ex-wife, and you need to, you know, she's more lax than you. Like, don't don't try to curry favor with your kids in some kind of weird emotional football way. Yeah. You know, like, if you need to be a hard-ass and you need to be the dad, you be the dad, and she should be the mom. But she might be eating box for the first time in her <laughs> life, so she might have other prioritized. Yeah. So here, here he says, so uh, my question for you is this. When do we tell someone we're interested in the gory details of why we're single but married parents at 38 but still living with our spouse? Eventually we'll have to get a divorce, but we'll probably want to start dating before that becomes final. Do you tell them on the first date, third, before sleeping with them while waiting for the appetizer? We we don't want to scare potential partners away, but we also don't want to be deceitful. When I put myself in the shoes of someone on a date with me and they hear I'm still married, but my wife is gay, but we still live together for the kids, it sounds a little weird, but maybe that's just me. Any advice would be appreciated. Um, so, all right. You are... Uh, if you date anybody a month after your wife, who you're still in love with, by the way, you're still very much in love with your wife, and you're trying to be very cool and understanding, and that's great, I applaud your efforts, but you're still in love with your wife. So the first person you date, the first few people you're going to date are going to be rebound people anyway. Yeah. So that, you know, that sucks for them, unless all they want to do is bang you, and all you want to do is bang, and that's fine. I feel like you're a bit premature with this whole what should we do, and what should we, I mean, like... 
Bobby, you got to take care of yourself. You got to look at, I think you got to separate yourself from the we. And I would suggest, before you get into dating or whatever, I would suggest making some appointments for yourself with a therapist. Not because you're fucked up. I don't think you are. But because a therapist is going to help you come up with some of these strategic kind of plans. And a therapist is also going to help figure out not... When you get divorced, like, you lose some of that we. Yeah. And you guys are going to get divorced. And you need to prepare yourself as best you can for that eventuality because it's not we anymore. It's we when you're dealing with the kids, sure. Mm -hmm. But as a relationship, you have the illusion of still being a we, but now that you have agreed with her that it's okay that you you guys are going to get a divorce and start dating, you're breaking that we apart. So you need to find out what's good for Bobby. You got to find out how to protect Bobby's feelings, how to take care of Bobby, how to work through some of the issues that Bobby is going to have. Your wife it's man it's up to her like she has declared her herself uh, a gay and that is awesome that's great for her but that's going to be up to her to work through that and and you you got to take care of you you don't have to be cold or heartless but you have to take care of yourself so before you begin to even get into the dating thing which i very much doubt you are prepared for it might be a nice distraction but i pretty sure that you have some processing and and work to do before you start taking other folks out on dates and you know i would make i would sit down at this point i think what you and your wife need to do is um I would say you need to independently go see a therapist, and um, I would suggest finding a couples therapist or a mediation, a person who's a professional mediator, who uh, where you guys are going, not because you are trying to you know beat each other up, but you're going because you want to set out an action plan financially, um, legally. And perhaps even emotionally for the steps that you're going to take next. I think that's very important. The benefit of the fact that you're still in a we mentality means that you and your soon-to-be ex-wife are are in a cooperative mode. So while you're in this cooperative mode, and you may stay there actually, and that's great, I think you should really go to a mediator and just say, listen, we've decided that we're going to end our marriage. We still get along really well. Help us understand the steps we need to take to work within our financial means to dissolve our marriage legally, to establish joint custody of our children, and to find new places to stay. You know, here's the tone that I get from this email. This is, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking from like a, a guy who's had this somewhat, this same kind of somewhat mentality before. Sounds like he checked out on this a long time ago. Like, I think he probably has known that something's been up mm-hmm. and something's been wrong. Uh, and it sounds like, I mean, I'm sure you've had that thing before whenever you know the relationship is owners, uh, over, so you already start thinking single. Yep. And he starts thinking like, okay, I could date her, I could date her, I could date her. Uh, and then whenever the relationship finally ends, you're like, yeah, I can finally like date all these uh, girls that I wanted to before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you immediately start thinking that, but you're brain is a little or i guess your heart is a little bit behind your brain you haven't gone through the grieving process yet yeah you're you've skipped you try to skip right over that and when you try to skip right over that um it comes back to get you eventually Mm -hmm. so and you also i mean i know what i did in that time is uh i mean i ended up hurting other i ended up hurting other women oh yeah you know like i ended up hurting them through my actions just being you know being an asshole 
I've done that. Uh, you know, I did that when I got out of my last relationship. I was just sort of, I always do this. I always jump right into something new before I'm ready. And so then it becomes, uh, and I end up just being like, like I end up working through the the last relationship while I'm with the new person, yeah. which just isn't fair. It's the worst. And I've had that done to me. I've been in that spot, you know, a few relationships ago. Like, I was in that spot. It sucked ass. So I don't know why I would visit that upon other people when I know how difficult it is. I think ultimately it comes down to, like, I am... You know, I'm afraid to be alone. Yeah, and I me think too. a lot of people are. Yeah, and it's it's pretty it's like embarrassing to admit, but I mean, you you but you admitted it, and I and I'll, a lot of my friends, not I, I have a lot of strong female like whatever I can be alone, and they're and they're telling the truth, friends. But I think that with I'd say a lot of people, I'd say probably like sixty percent of people are probably afraid to be alone at least. Yeah, uh, afraid to be alone and just don't and just don't like it. Like I like having someone to t- you know like a mm-hmm. significant other to talk to because you can talk to a significant other in the way that you can't talk to anyone else. Like I'm not gonna t- you know talk to my fucking buddies about my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not gonna go uh, hang out with my fucking bros and be like, hey man, like I'm just not really feeling all that great lately. Like, You're not I'm- gonna call like Ed from Murder Fist and like Ben Kissel. And be like, I have some sentiments I should like to share with you. No, like I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that because I don't. You know, they don't. I don't want to say it, and they don't want to hear it. Right. You know, it's like I. I, and I also, you know, and I. I have a lot of friends that are girls, yourself included. Correct. Uh, and I find that you know a lot of times, I mean myself, I can talk to girls a lot easier uh, about that type of stuff than guys. Uh, but it also, you know, it sounds like this guy. Uh, He's been with this woman for so long that I think he knows that that's over. And I, I feel that instinct completely. I really feel for the guy as far as what he's thinking about right now is that, you know, he's seeing like, OK, like one like this woman is about to be out of my life. I want another. I want another woman. I think he's Soon. putting the cart ahead of the horse with yes. this one because it's because it's not just like with you or me when we break up with somebody. Maybe we have to move out. They we have to boot them out. We have to find a way to pay our rent. We need to go someplace new. We, you know, we're single. We don't have children. He's married and has kids, and I think he's really putting the cart ahead of the old horse in this one. I mean, listen. The best, if you decide to date, the only women you're going to attract are, most of the women you're going to attract who st- are, are going to be turned off by this situation, um, some of them are going to be into it. And of the ones who are into it, fully 70% of those chicks are going to be batshit insane. Completely. I'll tell you that right now, Bobby, the chicks you're going to attract who are into this, a sane woman who cares about herself, who cares about her own self-esteem, who cares about boundaries, who's a grown-up, um, She's going to be, and, and she could be any age. She could be any age. But uh, they come in all shapes and sizes and ages, those smart adult women. I strive to be like one of them one day. Uh, the kind of gal that you would actually want to date is going or is is going to be super turned off by this. Yes. The fraction of chicks who are into it, there's going to be about 1% that are actually just cool, compassionate people who are just like, all right, you know what? Your life's kind of weird right now. Mine's weird, too. Let's just enjoy each other. Yeah. You got about 1%. Yeah. The other 99%. Shit like that might happen in the movies. Yeah, it might happen in, in an adorable in film where Tom Hanks and Julie Roberts are riding upon a Vespa. But the rest, most of the chicks, if they're into it, if some chick is into this, if you present this situation to a lady you're on a date with and she's cool with it, 
1% of the time, she's cool. 99% of the time, she's batshit crazy. And listen, I know, I know, Bobby, you're going to go on dates and you're going to meet a gal who says, yeah, this is, uh, th- that's all right. I'm cool with that. Let me tell you something. She's out of her goddamn mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is not a, out this is not a situation that like a, a, a healthy woman who wants to be in a healthy relationship, Mm-mm. it's not something she's going to, I mean, I'm sorry, dude. She's that's, fucking crazy. That's she's going to want to wear your skin. She's going <laughs> to manipulate your children. The kind of people who are into this situation are the crazy, fucked up, manipulative uh, psychos who want to like, the single white female going to try and eat your children in their sleep, going to try and wear your skin, um, going to like stab your wife in the face. Like, seriously, buddy. Uh, and, and you know, God bless you if, if you enjoy that. Uh, that's fine. But just, I, I don't know, man. If you need to try and, like, salve the wound of rejection, even though you're not really being rejected, it's just that your woman has realized that she's a gay, and you got you got married when you were 27. That's mm. relatively young. She probably hadn't eaten box at that point. Or realized, you know, or she was like, I just want to be straight. Um, yeah, the chicks who are, who are into this situation, who are like, sweet, Bobby, yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah. You need to take care of your, of, you need to end your marriage, you need to get out of it, you need to take care of your kids. You can date after that. Yeah, if you need to just bang a rando, that's fine, go bang a rando, but do not be surprised if she comes knocking on your door claiming she's pregnant and has cancer and like some <laughs> insane ass bitch who's drawn to drama. Yeah. Just don't do it, man. I've been an insane ass bitch who's drawn to drama in my day. And you know what? Not a cool place to be as a lady. And there's some ladies who just stay there their whole lives. I mean, you got to think about your kids. Like, if you need to just bang it out, you meet some chick at a bar and it's just like, woo, good times. Or there's some lady who, who's been into you or whatever. You've been attracted to this chick and you could bang it out after the office BBQ without too many repercussions. That's fine. Don't bring it home. That's fucking weird. But, um... You know, your kids have to be your top priority. So you need to get out of this relationship before you even start asking questions. Also, you're in a ton of denial about, like, the reality of, of divorce and of ending this relationship. I'm not saying it's going to get ugly. I'm not. But what I am saying is you're going to go through a mourning period. And, it, it you know, it may be relatively gentle. But because you, like Marcus said, you've probably known about this for a while and some fibers of your being. I'm sure you've sort of talked about this a little bit before. But, um... You got to first things first. You got to take care of Bo- uh, Bobby's kids. Yeah. Kids come first. You come right along after that. Um, don't even bring your, you know, your ex-wife into the equation because she's, you know, obviously taking a stand. And she'll she needs to take care of herself. That's not your job. Uh, and then after, once you've taken care of the kids, once you've taken care of yourself, then you can think about dating. There's no time limit on it. You may be ready to date in, you know, eight months, but. I wouldn't even get into it right now. And definitely don't bring anybody home with the the ex in the house and, like, the kids there. That's just creepy, and it's going to send a weird signal. And if you've got girls, it's going to fuck them up about what men are like. And just, like, don't do it. Yeah. And whether you like it or not, man, do you've got... Well, I think what it is is that, you know... This guy, I mean, you, Bobby, you got baggage. Yeah, like, you're you a good, you're a good dude, and you got a good heart, and you're gonna be okay. But you got baggage now. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a lot more than mm-hmm. than you had before. Than probably than whenever you were 27, the last time you were dating. Yep. And, you know, like the, that was, you know, obviously the last time he 27. Whenever he got married, that was obviously the last time he was dating, and that, that definitely goes in with the crazy girl thing because you've got a shit ton of baggage right now. Uh, and you're going to have less as time goes on as you actually, you know, once you finalize your divorce, it's a hell of a lot easier to say, 
I'm divorced with a couple of kids. Because the whole gay thing, you don't have to tell a woman that for a long time. And you know what? If I found that out, I might be kind of into that, not in a sexy way. I would be like... Oh, well, there's no way his ex-wife's going to try and bang him again. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm the type that gets insecure about the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. So, like, if your, la- if your last ex is like, no, I'm a full-on lesbian. Like, I eat box. I go to Michigan Women's Festival. Like, at Bonnaroo, I dance in the mud with other dykes. We yep. don't shave ourselves because it's a feminist act. And I read a lot of, like, Pema Children. And also, I ironically listen to Dolly Parton, which is a <laughs> lesbian thing also. And, like, probably, like, I, I enjoy sports. I like to climb. I like to climb a mountain or maybe I'm one of those sort of like like sexy femme lesbians with the the lipstick and the such. I'm just delving into a lot of offensive stereotypes many, right now. Many, many, many offensive stereotypes. Tons. I practice witchcraft in the woods. <laughs> like you know, if I'm like, oh, that's your ex, you know, because I'm insecure, I might be like, oh, do you really wish you could still be with her? Because she dumped you and you didn't dump her. But I'll, I'd be that regardless. Yeah. A lot of women are more confident and less crazy about that shit than I am. So like. You know, but that's pretty cool from a, a lady's perspective. That's like, hey, man, she's a lesbian. Like, she's that's all right. You mm-hmm. know, you, hey, why not? That that to me reduces something a little bit of the like rivalry in a sense that sometimes happens there. But um, and there's nothing. And that's the thing is that it also tells a woman that you didn't do anything wrong. Like you didn't, yeah. you didn't get divorced because you were oh, an asshole. Good on you, exactly. Yeah, or because mm-hmm. you, you know, beat her or whatever. This divorce good has point. nothing to do with you, and that at is all. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's such a good fucking comment and like just observation, Marcus. Thank because you. you got you can rock this to your advantage, my friend. Mm-hmm. For real, just not yet. Yeah, Bobby, not yet. But you like you're not gonna have to, you know, explain away like, oh, we fell apart, we just grew apart, and blah blah blah, or like, oh, was, oh we, I drank, or she drank of drugs, or blah, mm-hmm. blah. you know what? It's, she just realized she was a lesbian over time, and you were like a cool dude, and you were still there for the kids. I mean, if you play this right, Bobby, not only are you gonna come out of this with a great friendship with your ex and a very nice relationship with whomever she chooses to settle down with, you are going to have a, a wonderful relationship with your children well-functioning smart accepting tolerant loving children you're also going to have an amazing story to Mm -hmm. like sell to the chicks who you take to tgi (laughs) fridays in the olive garden i mean you're going to come out smelling like a goddamn rose especially if the ex is cool with you and you know oh see you got you just got to play this right you got to play it right and and you can't just jump right into something with the new girls, if you need to just be super casual, you know, bang it out, have some makeout dates outside of the house, you know, that's you. You do you. That's your prerogative, etc. But when you start dating for real, like you want to set it up right because chicks, it'll just be panty melting all that. Every goddamn single mom at the PTA meetings yeah. is going to be up on your dick because she's going to see that you bake the cookies and the ex-wife comes to the things too and you and you give each other hugs and you say hi and you both take turns taking the kids to soccer and shit Mm -hmm. oh you're gonna have every bitch in your town is gonna want to hop on it you just gotta play this right my friend and i think with that (laughs) we have to go upstairs and watch the republican national debate we do for abe lincoln's top hat the other podcast of four that we do together yes uh yeah abe lincoln's top hat will be uh out either tomorrow wednesday as well if you dig politics it's another show that we do together along with ben kissel who was a guest on the last show handsome tall drink of water with a sexy girlfriend is a sexy they're big man tall people they live in another universe very tall walking the earth like human sexy giants (laughs) they are but anyway that's a good time too yeah so you just google uh abe lincoln's top hat podcast or what's the website for that 
Uh, that's uh, ablicanstophat.wordpress.com. You can also, the easiest thing to do, best thing to do, just look for it on the iTunes store. You know right? what I Just have... look for it there oh, and subscribe to it there. And you know what I want to say real quick to everybody? Uh, these are my upcoming shows if you should like to see me perform the comedy in person. Saturday, June 18th, 2011, 8 p.m., doing a show called Call Us Crazy right here at the Creek in the Cave, creeklic.com. That's where me and some other comedians talk about how we're fucking crazy and why. Saturday, June 25th, 2011, 10 p.m. Los Angeles doing magic bag comedy with DC Pearson and Eliza Skinner at the Underground Annex in Los Angeles, California. Sunday, June 26, 2011, 7pm we're doing Family Hour with Auntie Sarah live at the Improv Comedy Lab uh, out in Los Angeles, California on Melrose. Monday, June 27, 2011, 9am Pacific, uh, noon east, around that time I'm doing plus one per DM with uh, my friend Jen Schwalbach and her very nice, very talented husband Kevin Smith. They are a delight. Uh, you can listen live at smodcast.com. They're just fucking cool and we're going to have a good old time. So, uh, And you can always go to sarahbenincasa.com to like fap or whatever you need to do. Twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. Twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa. Email us your questions at sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. Goodbye! Goodbye!